This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Welcome back to Versus, the show where nerds do what nerds do best. We argue. I'm Adam Peacock, and this week I'll be representing Thor's Hammer Molnir. And I'm Caitlin Hempstead, and this week I will be representing the One Ring. All right, buddy. Well, let's uh, let's just dive right into this. We have two very awesome objects. Extremely awesome. It is the Battle of the Magical MacGuffins, and only one can be declared victor. It really fixes everything, both of these <laughs> tools that we are about to discuss. Let's jump in with opening arguments. Kaylin, the floor is yours. Okay, here we go. It is literally the most important object in the entire world. Uh, it was made by the most powerful villain and three movies. No, just kidding. Six movies. Now, I guess like six movies and a TV show all center around this one incredible object. If you'd like a little bit of backstory, honey, I'm going to give it to you. Of course, these rings were created, 20 rings of power, 19 that were like chill and available, and one that was a secret and that you have to keep safe, created by the Dark Lord Sauron under the guise avatar of a benevolent entity named Anatar, but actually it was Sauron all along. Uh, they were created by the Elfsmiths of Eregion under the direction of Celebrimbor. You know this. I'm sorry if they're this is boring. Obviously, we've all read the Silmarillion. Anyway, he makes these rings. He gives uh, three to the elves, seven to the dwarves, and nine rings for men. Here's a fun fact. Probably doesn't belong in the intro, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Region means land of holly in Cinderin, which is where the uh, rings were created. So it's basically Hollywood, a.k.a. the rings are metaphors for the power of storytelling in cinema. Anyway, just... Just a little something to spice up my opening argument. Anyway, makes these rings. One of them super special. The ring almost helps Sauron control the entire world, but then he fails. He beefs it because the lust for power in the hearts of men. The ring isn't quite destroyed, so Sauron's around. The ring is around. Then a hobbit finds it, but then that hobbit gets turned into a little lizard chihuahua who lives in a cave. Then Bilbo gets it, then Frodo gets it, then Frodo takes a really long hike with some friends. We've all been on a hike like that where you're like, I thought you packed the water, and they're like, I thought you packed the water, and then you're like, why did we even go to Griffith? But eventually... Frodo does succeed in throwing the ring into the volcano. End of ring. Or is it? Because this thing is so beloved that it has become a huge symbol for a lot of people. People literally get this ring as a wedding ring. Did you know this? No. It's a bad idea. That's, yeah. I just love that people are like, um, here's this thing that is the symbol of all evil and materialism. Let me buy it for my 22-year-old wife. Nerds, get it together. 
it's the preamble of the entire Lord of the Rings movie, which kicked off this enormous franchise and revitalized tourism to New Zealand. Uh, it is the central object in the movies that gave Peter Jackson a career after all he was doing was just weird horror, which I don't know if you've watched those movies recently, but it's a good reminder that Peter Jackson is a very good horror director because they are scary. Um... Again, most important object in the entire world. Really cute, really exciting. Um, and also, I watched a video about the making of the Lord of the Rings props, and it's really cool how many they made in different sizes. And so I recommend just falling down a rabbit hole into this, which I clearly did. Anyway, the One Ring is stylish. It is gorgeous. You can kind of understand why Gollum ruined his entire life to have it. And uh, it kicks off all these wonderful stories that we love so much. And that is why I believe that the Ring of Power, the One Ring, is the coolest and most important magical object. End of intro. Dude, that was really good. <laughs> I didn't know that people got it as a wedding ring. Yeah. Yeah, you if you go on like an Etsy or just sort of Google like buy the one ring, you will see that there are very expensive uh, things and people leave reviews saying this was my engagement ring with my lovely wife. Those nerds are insufferable, but you know the honeymoon night is going to be Ooh, just top drawer. Baby, there is a slave Leia costume. There is a Han Solo <laughs> vest coming out. I admire them for having the courage that I don't. <laughs> to go full nerd to go full nerd and also like lean into it that's really great i think you should do that i've often thought that i would totally have a star trek wedding uh because it's the closest i have to any kind of belief system and Man. uh i don't know if i have the strength i don't know if i have the courage if we ever have a basement i think i'm gonna build like a, a bat cave slash the bridge of the enterprise kind of like <laughs> what do you call it man cave <laughs> oh my god <laughs> You're a stereotype, and I love it. All right, Adam. I'm turning it back around. Tell us why Mjolnir is the coolest object ever. Buddy, I don't know if you're lucky enough to have brothers. And people listening, I don't know if you're lucky enough to have brothers, but I do. I have two brothers. And boy, I tell you, they're, they're just a huge pain in the ass. And that's what we're talking about today because Molnir, the greatest hammer ever made, it's a kick-ass weapon. It looks cool. You can do whatever you want to it. It all started with a prank from a brother. I'm talking, of course, about Loki when he cut off Thor's wife's hair because apparently that's a good prank. I think I have been thinking about it when I go home. Maybe... I'm going to go into Catherine's bedroom when she's sleeping, cut her hair off. And then when Aaron calls me, my brother, I'll be like, that was funny, wasn't it? <laughs> but I digress. This hammer was made as a tribute to the gods, to Odin. Loki, through a series of events, wanted to get these things, wanted to get items created. Because if not, they were Thor was going to be pissed. He was going to kill him. He bet his head to get these items made. The hammer Mjolnir being one of those tributes. Now, interesting thing here the reason the the handles is so small on Mjolnir is that it broke when the when the uh, forgers were making it so that's the reason it's so small Caitlin it's it's very small shitty forging but not great the dwarves kind of dropped the ball on that one but you know it, it's it's Mjolnir so these were presented to the gods to Thor to Odin and they thought the hammer was the greatest gift of all it's Thor's power it can be when you summon it it comes back to the per it all it stays true. I'm I'm stutter stammering. It's it's true north. You can throw it, you can use it, and it will always return back to the person throwing it. And also it just looks neat. You know, when you when lightning hits it, it looks really cool. Um it it, it can help you fly. 
if you can't fly already. I don't know if the one ring can do that, but if you if you can't fly, this hammer is going to help you fly. It's going to summon the thunder. Now, maybe being the god of thunder helps that out as well, too, but being Thor. But the hammer looks cool. He transfers that power from the hammer, from the lightning to the god. That math checks out. And yeah, that's why I'm, I'm not even going to take the full four minutes. I just think it's cool looking. It's a cool hammer that you can beat people with, but also fly with. End of story. Wow. I mean, that is confident. So, Adam, you're making a controversial choice here. Okay. You are choosing not to bring up Marvel in your intro. I'd love to hear more about that decision. Oh, interesting. I didn't bring up Marvel. Uh, I really did a deep dive on the Norse mythology. Yeah. I didn't... Uh, I, I, I kind of actually forgot about Marvel altogether when I was looking up this stuff. Love that for you. I do, too. I mean, look, Chris Hemsworth is a handsome guy. Look, we can all acknowledge that. Even if you're not into dudes, even if you're not into Australians, even if you're not into bulky boys who have fitness apps with their wives. If you're not into any of those things, you're into him. Yeah. Yeah. You go, wow. I, a friend of mine said that he's the only guy that she would leave her husband for. Because wow. <laughs> she met him in real life and apparently he smells great okay. and he's just as handsome in real life. Oh no, what a nightmare. The, the hell of Hollywood is that like... You like hall passes could almost come true, uh-huh. but you know they're not gonna have a crush on you. No, I met Andrew Garfield at a point for like a recording thing, and I was like, "Damn it! <laughs> now I have true evidence that my main celebrity crush is not attracted to me." But there's Ugh. a pretty good chance I'm gonna run into Halle Berry at some point <laughs> in town, and like, I know she wants nothing to do with me. <laughs> but what if? Oh, you gotta keep the dream alive. Oh, just oh, what if? What if? Yeah. Adam, your intro brought up one of the most classic nerd arguments that I think everyone has spent a lot of time discussing, which is what kind of power you would want to have. Mm -hmm. And here we have a really classic pairing, invisibility versus flight, because the one ring, if you put it on your finger, will make you invisible. Yeah. So, like, we have to get into it. Which one would you rather have? I think I'm going to go flight. I think just any time I'm in a plane, it just looks so fun what's happening outside. And I want to be a part of that. You're so jealous. I am jealous. I hate birds. <laughs> Sometimes I look at a bird and I'm just like, why do you think you're better than me? I hate my brother-in-law because he's a pilot. Oh. <laughs> Is he going to listen to this and get sad? I don't think so. <laughs> I do. I, I heard someone say once like, oh, if you want to fly, it's because you're like a generally confident, like optimistic person. And if you want to be invisible, it's because you're a creep. Whoa. But I kind of want to be invisible. What would you do? What would you do if you were invisible? I would rob banks. A hundred percent. Top priority. I would never have to worry about money again because they're not going to like mark the bi- They don't even know that an invisible bank robber could exist. Yeah. So like I'm in, I'm out. Victimless crime. You're, you're right. It is a victimless crime because I think th- let's say you go into, um, you go outside of banks, so you go to Walgreens, you rob the register at Walgreens. All they're going to think is a ghost is taking this money. Yes. I mean, well, that I, I worry about having been a cashier in my life. I worry about one of the cashiers getting blamed. Yeah. But if I go into the back, into the safe, come on. You, you're right. Banks, are, like robbing banks is a victimless crime. And like flight, it seems fun. It seems really exciting. But the thing is, after a while, I'm like, oh, boy, I have to keep carrying this giant hammer around every time I want to go to Boston. Man. And I go to Boston a lot. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, I know you do. Yeah, I love Boston. <laughs> because you think the Dunkin' Donuts there are just more authentic, right? I think McDonald's tastes better in Canada, and I think Dunkin' Donuts <laughs> tastes better in Boston. Mm-hmm. Oh, we all know this about you. Okay, so, I mean, I don't know who gets a point there because it's like, I think we have to agree to disagree. Yeah, if I flew away from, yeah, I can't, yeah, you can't rob a bank by flying away from it. Yeah. But also, like, you know, I want to go to Boston, so <laughs> it's the quickest way to get there. I get it. We're different people. Different strokes for different folks. I want <laughs> to become a master criminal. You want to go to Boston. Yeah. I mean, kind of the same thing, isn't it? Yeah, isn't it? Like, no offense to our friends in Boston, but come on, you guys know who you are. Look at you. <laughs> You're a bunch of freaking Cary Grants in that one movie where he's a pickpocket. Yeah, just embrace it. Yeah, accept it. Here's another point I'd like to make. The loyalty of the object, right? Because the ring... We know this. Whoever possesses it, it's always trying to get back to Sauron. Mm -hmm. It's always, you know, has like a little piece of him in it. What I don't know about Mjolnir is like, can it be transferred? Like, I know it's like Thor's guy, but can it belong to someone else? Yeah, it can belong to anybody, I think, as long as you're worthy. Hmm. Yeah. And if we're going to go to Marvel, uh, Captain America is worthy. Okay. So the power... He gets to use Molnir because he's worthy, because he's he's pure of heart. And it doesn't poison your mind and make you go insane like the One Ring does. Fair, but if we're just talking about power, because look, I think that what's what I'm starting to realize, Adam, is that I have like a real supervillain potential within myself yeah dude you're scary and i feel like you're afraid to wield the power of the object and actually i like what good evil like what even are they do they even exist like the only thing that really exists is power yeah okay and all i care about is who has the most power and the ring has more uh, power and yeah it'll poison your mind and make you go insane and eat raw fish forever if we're being honest here i'm a little disappointed it's taking you this long to realize that I'm a coward. <laughs> How many episodes in are we? Uh, not nearly. Too many. <laughs> you just want to be nice to everyone? Okay. I just kind of, I think what I like about flying is like, I, a big part of my life, buddy, is just, I just want to be left alone. So I think if I'm <laughs> flying in the sky, that's where you're the most alone because nobody else is up there. So it's an introvert's dream. Yeah, I just mm. don't want to be bothered. But if you're invisible, people literally can't bother you. That is true, but then I'm going insane. Yeah, 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 you are going insane. You are totally going insane. Unless you're Sauron. Yeah, and he's kind of badass. Yeah, he's a big eye. Yeah. I long to leave my corporeal body behind. Like, I just can't believe the amount of maintenance it takes to, like, exist in a body. And, yeah. like, aging sucks. Mm -hmm. And, like, having to eat and go to the bathroom sucks. So if I could just be a big eye in the mountains, oh. I want to be in the internet like Lawnmower Man. Oh, okay. I think that would be cool to be in the internet. Then you're everywhere. That topic, I could get to Boston like that. Okay, but what happens when the apocalypse comes and the servers all crash? No Boston for you, dear boy. No, then I guess I'm effed. I'm effed in the A. I got nothing. I can't go to you're, Boston. You're you're effed right in the A. Yeah, right in the A, man. <laughs> Which one looks cooler? Let's have this conversation. I think I, I'm going to... I No, I can't because I got to defend my choice. <laughs> Well, you don't have to. <laughs> no, I think I think the hammer's cool because you can 
you can wear it on your side like a gun, like an old west gunslinger, you know? Yeah. And people just like if you walk into a place with a huge hammer on the side of your waist, <laughs> People are going to they're going to give you respect. You're like one of those guys who brings an AK-47 into Subway and then wears a shirt that says, like, you can't make me not wear an AK into Subway. The devil saw me kneeling until he heard me say amen. And then he was scared. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I'd love to replace gun guys with hammer guys. I look. Yes. Get rid of all guns and give everybody (laughs) hammers. I mean, people are still going to die, but like it'll be way less. But you can kill so many fewer people with one big hammer and you're gonna get tired swinging that hammer all the time yeah that thing is huge i w- gotta concede a point there the ring is little it is yeah and it looks cool on a chain when it's around your neck it does look cool yeah it looks really cool on a chain and i think a nice thing about wearing a gold ring on a chain around your neck is like what are gender roles really yeah like you know like a a, a hunky horse riding dude mm-hmm. can wear a little jewelry i think it looks cool too because it i mean you look like you're you know what your business is all about you know like if you showed up with a ring hanging from your neck yeah a hunky horse riding dude like chris hemsworth or you know my future wife Halle berry sure they're looking cool with that with that necklace on if you're wearing like a white button-up shirt two buttons undone and there's like a glint of a ring in your chest hair like whoa yeah there's a story there for sure i think you know they make molnir necklaces and they're they do look cool but i think this is a point against me and i I don't like conceding this but norse people for me are the same as like i want to be norse i think there's a part of me i know i'm not it's like when the sopranos came out and i was like i think i'm italian i'm not italian (laughs) you're there's no Sicilian in there. <laughs> no, not at all. I'm not Italian at all, but I thought maybe I might have been. And that's kind of how I feel about this. Like, I probably got some Viking blood in me. I don't have Viking blood in me, but I want to be a part of it. I am one quarter Finnish, um, and the Finns did have some marauding uh, past. That's cool. And they're also extremely depressed and very stubborn. So I'm going to go <laughs> ahead I and am. say, <laughs> I actually don't think you want that. <laughs> All I'm of super my, depressed. All of my Finnish family have problems with alcohol. Uh, Dude, I mean, Irish-Polish over here, so okay. we're not doing much better. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Irish, you know, that is sort of, there's a li- the, the Druids were sort of an inspiration for the elves, so if anything, I think you've got a little bit of Tolkien elf in you. Oh, damn it. I'm on the other team and I didn't even know it. <laughs> got him. Damn. <laughs> all right, Caitlin, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and we're going to play some games to see which one of our objects holds up best in court. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we are back. All right, Caitlin, I'm going to pick something here out of my little Rolodex. I'm going to throw it at you. I am hitting you with Trendsetter. You Mm. have two minutes to tell us why your item, the One Ring, is a huge trendsetter. Two minutes are on the clock. Uh, Adam, you yourself, true or false, or are a married man? I am. Do you wear a ring? I have it on right now. Okay. Case closed. I don't even need the extra minute and 44 seconds. Just kidding. I'm going to kind of lean into it. Um, Damn, these rings are cool. Like, can you, I, you, you and I work in Hollyweird, and one of the things that Hollywood loves to do is, like, think about merchandising. Like, is this TV show going to give us toys to sell? Is it going to make this kind of car cool again? Well, let me tell you, honey, there is a huge industry around selling replica of the one ring. You can get a $2,000 10-carat gold replica officially licensed, created by a New Zealand jeweler uh, if you would like to wear the one ring around. And the whole point of the movie is that you shouldn't wear the one ring around, and yet people are still dying to wear the one ring around. So I think it feels very clear to me that The ring itself is trendy, but then let's also talk about the books and the movies, right? Because, like, this ring is at the crux of all of the Lord of the Rings stuff that has come since. It's literally in the title. And elves are hot. Renaissance fairs are hot. Dungeons and Dragons is hot, hot, hot. And Dungeons and Dragons would not exist without Tolkien. And it is a gazillion dollar industry. So I would argue that the ring and therefore the books and therefore the movies have made it cool to be a weirdo fantasy nerd and dress up in an elf costume and hop around with your friends. And I know for a fact you and I both love this industry and we've spent way too much money in it. So I think if you want a trendsetter for the last hundred years, you couldn't do better than the One Ring. Uh, thank you. That is very, I, that is true. I've, I've given so much money to DVDs <laughs> and, and soundtracks and I, action figures. I and, just went to the Renaissance Fair and everyone was wearing elf ears. Like, come on. Yeah, man. It's, yeah. If we were smart, we'd start like a elf ear company or something. <laughs> smart we wouldn't be putting all our time into podcasts and yet we love them we'd be making elf stuff yep okay all right adam right back at you tell me why mjolnir is the trendsetter look i said it earlier that i know i don't have any norse heritage in me but i pretend like i do because that's how powerful this stuff is you see somebody like thor and to a lesser degree loki but odin sif all these wonderful characters and my goodness you want to be a part of that i could probably go to my hometown right now and there's at least six guys i went to high school with who have molnir tattoos on their arms Mm. sure most of them are cops with questionable (laughs) behavior patterns and that's fine you know whatever I, I'm not here to I'm not here to throw shade at anybody, but that's how powerful this is. Somebody who isn't Norse, who has never been out of my hometown, has that tattooed on their body. They let somebody put ink inside their skin to make that a part of who they are. There are necklaces. You talk about dressing up in Renaissance fairs. I mean, people do it with Thor, and they th- th- that's where it all started. I don't know if that's true, but I'm saying this. That's where it started, is with, with these North fables and these North legends. And, uh, you know, I, I lost my train of thought. 
but anyway, it's it you know it's it you look at a guy who wields this kind of power, and that's who you want to be. You want to be strong, and you want to be handsome, but also you want to be worthy. Being worthy, being pure of heart, that's what makes this the trendsetter. Wow. And Adam, I hate to admit it, but you make the really good point that like Tolkien did borrow from Norse mythology a lot. Yes. A lot. And like a lot of people have said that the One Ring is kind of just a ripoff of the Ring of the Nibelungungung or whatever. Oh, really? Yeah, the like Wagner Oh, I've never heard that. So yeah, which is based on one... Norse mythology. So, yikes, baby. Those crazy Viking bastards knew what they were doing. (laughs) Those wacky sons of bitches. But hold on now. Case is not closed yet because now it's my turn to challenge you to a game. Okay. And I hope you're ready because the one I've picked today is a little bit nasty. That's right. I have selected for your pleasure fandom or fan dumb spelled d-u-m-b of course and that one is of these two pop culture properties which one has a worse fandom (laughs) um so i'm gonna put 60 seconds on the clock and you have that much time to either tell me why mjolnir's fandom is the best or the one rings fandom is the worst Let's talk about the One Ring. You know, I don't want to. I know this is a podcast for nerds, but you guys get it together. You're gonna get married. We were talking about it earlier. You're gonna get married with the One Ring, guys. Pull your heads out of your ass. You want to be cool, confident. You want to have long hair and tattooed of Molnir, don't you? That's what's gonna make a bride or a groom happy. So I'm going to say our fans are the best. And the Lord of the Rings fans, well, look, I am one of you. I I went to every midnight screening of all the movies when I was a kid. You guys are dumb. (laughs) That's all I have. I don't even need the 15 seconds. Dumb. Wow. You just insulted your brethren. I hope you feel good. I'm going to get doxxed. (laughs) I am a little bit worried about us getting doxxed. But you know what? I can't quell the passion in my heart. No way. It's You can't do it. I'm not going to censor myself. All right, buddy. One minute to you. Fandom or fandom? Marvel fans are a nightmare, okay? I'm, uh, Marvel fans are right up there with Star Wars fans. Uh, when something slightly amiss happens in one of their properties, they say it ruined their entire childhood. A bunch of people didn't like the Taika Waititi Thor movie, and they were wrong and foolish. But I also want to go a little bit darker. Adam, you know who's a really big fan of Norse mythology? Neo-Nazis. Um, I'm so sorry to say this. Uh, I was hoping not to go there because I was hoping you would be Marvel focused. But do you know who really seems to love Thor is guys who think Jews shouldn't exist. Um, so if we're arguing about which extreme fandom is worse, I will take a weirdo nerd in line for a movie with elf ears over a guy in his basement uh, talking about how Freya is the hottest chick ever because she's white. That's my time. Holy shit. Yeah, you're right. I I think that Norse mythology is beautiful. I love me some, you know, Beowulf or whatever. I think that's British, but whatever. But... Some of the fans. Yeah, no, you're right. I didn't want to joke about that. Fuck those guys. (laughs) 
seriously. It's really bad and weird. She's the hottest girl ever because she's white. Yeah, like, that's <laughs> a real thing. I don't know. I don't know why my brain went to there. Look, if 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 the producers have to delete that part and have me retake it so that I don't bring up. Guys, we have a huge neo-Nazi fan base. They love the show. We can't say anything bad about those guys. They love both of our other podcasts where all we do is make our little liberal jokes. Uh, Yeah. What can you say? You know, um, I think that much like the message of Jesus Christ, you can have a really good story that gets some real weird fans. Yeah. And that's not the fault of the original message. Yeah, I guess you're... Yeah, I shouldn't be mad at Jesus. I should be mad at the people who <laughs> took his message and made it all weird. Don't get mad at Jesus, man. He's just He's a, a hippie cool rabbi dude. who loves going around with his friends. Seriously, I grew up Catholic. Can we all agree? Jesus probably smelled like garbage, right? <laughs> Look, everybody before 1957 smelled like garbage. Yeah. Like, He's uh, walking around barefoot in the desert. Like, it's gross. Absolutely. Nobody bathed. Like, this is what people never think about when they say they would want to go to the past in a time machine. Too stinky. No, I'm not. No, I'm staying here because medicine's the best it's ever been. And I got a shower. Yeah. If anything, I'm going forward. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, they would be cool to take their ring and like go to old West times and rob like saloons and stuff. But oh, okay. So now you're combining time travel and invisibility. I guess I am. I'm really I'm blowing this thing wide open. Yeah. Wow. Well, this has been a hot, hot debate. Um, you really you you clobbered me there at the end. But yeah, I think uh, it's been a good one. But you've got some some strong points to be made. So thanks, buddy. I'll be really interested to hear how the listeners feel this has shaken out. Yeah, I can't wait. Please send in your responses to which one of us has. <laughs> I can't get over this fucking Nazi thing. Uh... I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, no, it's so funny. I didn't even think about it because you're absolutely right. You are absolutely right. I didn't even think about it. Oh boy, they're oh. weird. If you would like to weigh on on who you think won this week's battle or give us suggestions on which pop culture icons you'd like us to represent next, you can email us at officialversuspodcast at gmail.com or tweet at Wood Elf Media for socials and use the hashtag versuspodcast. Until next week, I'm Adam Peacock. And I'm Caitlin Hempstead. Have a good week. Bye. Versus is a Wood Elf original series, executive produced by Rob Herding, David Henning, Ryan Middledorf, Caitlin Hempstead, and Adam Peacock. Produced by Tom Breck. Original music by Darren Johnson. Edited by Neely Oftering. Hey, this is Eric Malinsky, host of the podcast Imaginary Worlds. Each episode, I explore different sci-fi fantasy genres, talking with filmmakers, novelists, game designers, cosplayers, comic book artists, and anyone who works in the field of make-believe. I also look at the fan experience, asking, why do we suspend our disbelief? You can subscribe to Imaginary Worlds wherever you get your podcasts. Are you a Marvel fan? Matt, you know I am. Jeff, I was asking the listener. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought it seemed like a weird question because, you know, we've been doing a Marvel podcast together for nine years now. No, no, I was trying to grab the attention of all the Marvel fans out there for this ad. Oh. I thought it was weird, too. You should definitely warn us. Good note, Ashley. Well, if you like Marvel movies and TV as much as we do, join us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. 
He did it again.